0: Hello and welcome to the Business as a Christian podcast. We understand that many Christian business owners, managers and leaders have to balance the elements of their faith, the demands of their business. Simon struggled with this for years and has been led to share his stories and those of his guests with as many people as he can reach. We hope you enjoy the podcast. And now, here's your host, Simon Meadows.
1: Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Business as a Christian podcast. Today I'm joined by somebody who was recommended as a guest, and I think you'll understand as we go through this podcast listeners why that recommendation was made. And today I'm joined by Dr. Eric, and I want to make sure I'm pronouncing this correctly, Eric. We didn't mention this before, but is it is it Rika? Recker?
0: It is Recker.
1: Recker, great. So so listeners, we, we have Dr. Eric Recker, who is a dentist, husband. Father, keynote speaker, elite success coach, author, pilot. Wow, we're going to have a good conversation then. Mountain climber and recovering triathlete. So I'm not quite sure what that means, but uh, we'll work out that a little bit later on. And in his second half of life, uh, he is committed to helping people shorten the distance to becoming their best version and learning the hashtag win the now. So great to have you on today's podcast. I've got to ask a question just before we get started, Eric. Pilot, fixed wing or rotary? Fixed wing. Yeah, fixed wing. Ah, right, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm rotary pilot, so uh, I, fixed wings just make me feel queasy and travel sick. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't quite work with me, but yeah. So, okay. Okay. Good to have you with us. Just tell us a little bit uh, about you and where you are at the moment, because I know we're about sort of five or six hours time difference. Just, just tell us a little bit more about you and where you are.
0: Yeah. So I live in Pella, Iowa, which is a town of about ten thousand people. And so, uh, yeah, as we're recording this, uh, it's about six thirty in the morning, which is prime time yeah. for me. I'm a morning person, so I'm, I'm excited.
1: Good. Good. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, I speak to lots of different people and when we say numbers of towns, 10,000 people uh, is here in the UK uh, a sort of small town, but not too small. I live in a village which has about 300 people in it and our nearest town is wow. probably about 20,000 people. So uh, yeah, I um, I can I can connect with that size of of town, definitely. So Is there something, Eric, that you would like to share with the listeners that has been good in the last week that perhaps God has provided that you want to share a little bit of gratitude for just to get us started?
0: Yeah, it's interesting our timing that we're talking today because this last week has been kind of the culmination of a huge season for us. So uh, my youngest son graduated from high school. Uh, and he's also a pilot, and he's working on some certifications for that. Uh, My uh, daughter, well, now daughter-in-law graduated from college, and then my oldest son, who is entering his last year of college, uh, they just got married this last weekend. And it was an absolutely beautiful ceremony, a wonderful day, and my wife and I just sat back on Sunday, the day after the wedding, and just were smiling so big, realizing God's faithfulness through this really busy season. Yeah. And then now this week, that almost feels like the beautiful letdown that we've had so much building up towards that event. And now it's, okay, now what do we do? How do we get yeah. our feet back under us and, and move forward? But, but God has been so faithful in this season, and we're so thankful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, praise God for that. So uh, actually, you've said something quite interesting there. And you know, this is business as a Christian podcast, as as we know. And I think as business owners, we are constantly driving forward in our business. You know, we're looking for success. We're getting things done. We feel we've got to be busy. And in our, in our business, I think, you know, over the years, I've realized that God has spoken to me and just said, just just take a moment, yeah? And I've had that phrase, just stop and smell the roses. But as business owners, that's really difficult to hear God saying that to us and just saying, just, just take a moment, just reflect, and just enjoy that season that you've just had and just take some time in it. But for business owners, we struggle with that. Have you had instances in like that where you've struggled to take that time and, and that enjoyment?
0: Simon, that's been the story of my life. I have not taken much time to celebrate. I have not taken much time to pause. That's what I talk to some of my coaching clients about is learning to take the pause, to embrace the pause. were, We're a little apprehensive of the pause and uncomfortable with it. We feel like every moment has to be productive. We feel like every moment has to have something to show for it. But really what I'm finding is that people who are struggling with burnout, oftentimes it's because they're not pausing. They're not giving their mind a chance to idle and experience the moment. They're reaching for their phones or they're making sure they're doing something constantly, being busy. And the reality is, is we just need some time to breathe sometimes. And sometimes that looks like Two deep breaths in between things that you're moving from, and sometimes it, it means a longer time of quiet, maybe 15 or 20 minutes, and knowing that that is as productive of time as actually getting a task taken care of because we're just not taking very good care of ourselves. Yeah,
1: and you know, I think sometimes when we're in that moment of quiet, that's actually when we hear what what Jesus is trying to say to us and you know, what the Holy Spirit is trying to guide us into and forward. You know, and if we're too busy and too noisy, how can we hope to hear that in our lives and in our business? So yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I thought it was just me on many of the occasions. And that's what this podcast is about, isn't it? Because people listening to this will be going, oh, I'm so glad somebody else is, it, is, it, is experiencing that just as I am and that's what this is about so yeah thank you for sharing that Uh, and and so many great things uh so many great things And glad to know that your you you said your son's becoming a or is a pilot and getting some certification so yeah uh, i've got nobody in my family that flies and nobody who has ever flown or wants to fly uh, so it's just me uh, so nobody to pass it on to so Sounds like you've been on, on quite a, a journey, Eric. And when I introduced you, I mean, what a connection there between dentist, husband, father, keynote speaker, elite success coach, mountain climber, recovering triathlete. Uh, we'll come back to that perhaps a little bit later on. But is there any part of your faith journey in joining your, your Christianity and your business that you'd like to share with the listeners? Any insights, any experiences to share?
0: Yeah, so I had a, a huge fork in the road. It's been a number of years ago, but I was able to travel to uh, India with a group called Mission India and just see the work that they were doing on the ground there, training church planners, children's Bible club leaders, and adult literacy leaders, and the massive amount of life transformation that was happening in that massive country. And the poverty was overwhelming. I also was able to do dental mission trips to Haiti and Guatemala and help I helped a lot of people there and I came back and from all of those and really had a crisis of purpose because I was in my dental practice and I was doing very well and we had just built a new building and I had a big team and our practice was growing. And I looked in the mirror and I thought, what am I even doing? I could mm-hmm. go to these other countries and have this massive effect in a short amount of time. Or I could just go to my practice and go through the motions. I wasn't going through the motions, but yeah, yeah. go through I the motions, saying. make it a great career, you know, uh, give myself a comfortable life, all of those things. So I told my wife, I I can be a little reactive i'm pretty Hmm. sure i'm not the only one but i told my wife that uh, i thought we should sell our house sell one of our vehicles downsize like crazy i should walk away from my practice and do mission dentistry constantly wow and she had not been on the trips with me so you can (laughs) imagine she was at least a little bit shell-shocked so what i ultimately did is met with my pastor And in our town of 10,000, our church has over 2,000 regular weekly attenders. And so he's used to being in front of a big group. And he said, Eric, I just have one question for you. He said, how many people do you get to see in a week? How many one-on-one face-to-face interactions do you have in a week? And I said, well, if you count everything up, you know, I might see a hundred people face to face in a week. That's probably not outrageous by any means. He says, I can't get one-on-one in front of nearly that many people. So these walls are your church, go be their pastor. And I never once looked back from where I was supposed to be. I looked at my practice and my patients and my team completely different that my role was to love them well and help them on the journey. Yeah. And so I, I enjoy dentistry, I enjoy the chairside dentistry, but if it wasn't for the relationships with my patients, the chances to hear what's really going on in their lives and hear about my team members and walk through life and help them on their journey, I would have been gone a long time ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and we I think we do in business often underestimate that connection we have with the people we work with in our business and the impact that we can have on those people and the gospel that we can share to them. Not in a forceful way, because you know, I think we have to get that balance right in business where missionary is a lot more direct. And I think we, sometimes I'm, I'm not an, you know, an evangelist in any way uh, and I would be really uncomfortable in that very direct way, but I'm quite happy to sit in, here in front of a screen, doing a podcast, hopefully talking to hundreds of people that are gonna be listening to this. And we never understand where that flow is going to go and how God is going to take what we say it might not even be to the person that's in your chair. It could be somebody that they speak to, somebody that they just show an act of kindness to that makes a difference, isn't it? Yeah, We, yeah, we, we, we really do underestimate that. So yeah, wise words from the pastor. I got goosebumps as you were telling that because yeah, that is such a, yeah. a wise set of words.
0: And that's, that's a big part of what faith is, that we're not responsible for the results, but we are the re- responsible for putting it out there. And you never know if you encourage one person who's down on their luck a little bit and struggling through something, they may be able to encourage somebody else who can encourage mm-hmm. someone else. And then the ripple effect is something that we might not ever know. It may be six steps down the road, but that's exactly as you said, that's part of the obedience piece in the midst yeah. of all of that.
1: Yeah. There's, there's uh, a country and Western song and I can't for the life of me remember the title of it, but it talks about a, uh, a coach crash and, you know, four people, I think four or five people die in the coach crash. Uh, and this singer talks about the, uh, the alcoholic, the prostitute on the coach, uh, you know, the, and, and all these different characters, the preacher uh, that was on the coach, and only one person survived, and the and the preacher who's s- telling this story through this song says, and you know, and I you know, when I look at those crosses at the side of the road, you know, I I, and he doesn't thank uh, the preacher wasn't the one that survived, the preacher the one that survived was the the prostitute who the preacher gave his bible to in his last few moments of his life and he passed his bible and some word onto this prostitute that was on the, on the coach and she was his mother who then passed it on to him and he became a preacher and you know he could be like your pastor he could be a pastor in front of 2000 people and you know that one moment is it, so precious isn't it and you know we really never understand where that's going to go after that so yeah so thank you for sharing that. and. How long ago was that? And, and how have some of the other things in your life changed, Eric, because of that moment?
0: Yeah, that was probably 12 or 13 years ago when that mm-hmm. happened. And mm-hmm. I continued to, you know, there's that, but there's also the pressure and the push that we feel as business owners to keep pushing, to keep growing. To be to be relentless in that, so I faced a, a pretty tough season of burnout, and in the midst of that burnout, uh, and then we had COVID. So I was I was burnout before COVID hit, and yeah. then COVID threw everything upside down, threw a wrench in everything, and all of a sudden I had discretionary time that I didn't know what to do with. Uh, in the midst of all of that, and when we all came back to from COVID dentistry was kind of the evil profession because we generated aerosols and you know, everybody was going to die of COVID because they came to our offices. So we had basically full hazmat suits on Mm -hmm. as we were trying to treat our patients and the burnout got worse and I was super close to selling my dental practice and walking away super close. And then through an uh, uh, unfortunate set of circumstances with, uh, with my associate who was going to buy my practice, uh, he was no longer able to, uh, to practice in our office. And I had to come face to face with the fact that what my plans were weren't going to happen. So I had to try to move forward from that. And while I don't think that God causes bad things to happen by any means, I don't, that's not my theology for sure, but I do believe that God can redeem anything that's happened to us. And through that, he has helped me to cross paths with uh, an amazing dentist who is now my partner in the office. So it has helped me be able to, be in the office seeing patients three days a week. And then the other days I'm able to work on my coaching and speaking and my win the now message. And right now where I'm at, I really feel like I'm in the sweet spot because I'm still able to have relationships with my patients and my team. And I'm also able to build new relationships outside of the office. And so it's, it's a great place to be in. And if I would have walked away from my practice, it, it literally would have been the biggest mistake that I've ever made. So I'm so thankful for how God has redeemed all of this.
1: Yeah, and that's such a good way of saying and We've talked about that in other episodes uh, as well, that sometimes, particularly as business owners, I think we get so frustrated because we want things to happen in our time, don't we? And in our way. And as you say there, you know, God redeemed that situation for so much of a better good than perhaps you thought you were going to get by the action you were going to to take. Because God knows that greater good. You know, he knows where this is going to lead. Uh, But at the end of the day, we we do have that choice, don't we? You know, uh, and it's, it's a difficult one to make because we want to look at our business plans. We look at our finances. And very often we make those choices by worldly things rather than the godly side of things. And I, I, I'm interested to find out how you involved God and brought God into that decision-making process because there's a couple of very pivotal crossroads there. And I can see where the pastor was the help in the first one, um, but how, how did you bring your faith and, and God into that, into that latter decision?
0: Yeah, I would say part of it was I didn't have a choice. So uh, my associate was in a horrible car accident on a Monday morning, about 15 minutes before he was supposed to be at work. And so all of a sudden, and I have a big history with hating Monday mornings. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's just, I think as business owners, it's it's, we stare down the wall (laughs) and it's overwhelming. And so this happened on, on Monday morning and all of a sudden, very much a three dentist office became a two dentist office. And so myself and my other associate had to try to figure out what 2021 was going to look like with two dentists and a schedule that needed three dentists. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So I, I did the, I, I went through all the phases. I was completely shell shocked and in survival mode. And once the dust settled and I figured this was reality, I I knew this was reality and I wasn't going to be able to go around it. I I knew that I had to go through this. There wasn't a workaround. There wasn't a way to make it go away. There wasn't a band aid. But God let me know that he was going to work on some of the bigger things in my life during this. Uh, Some of the self-sufficiency and pride. uh, Some of those things where I thought it was all up to me. So in the midst of that, I really changed my approach to my faith. I had struggled with legalism for a good portion of my life. So I felt like I had to have the perfect quiet time and I somehow had to do something for God as if he needed anything from me. So it was the perfect prayer time. It was the perfect journaling time, the perfect Bible reading time. And prayer had to be this quiet, solemn thing. Well, I I gave myself permission to, and I live two miles away from my office. So I gave myself permission to pray while I was walking to work. And it literally changed my life. So I have about a 30-minute walk to work and then a 30-minute walk home. And I just gave that time to God and said, I'm going to pray and I'm going to have some quiet time. And if there are things that you want me to hear, I'm going to try to be quiet because I know that God doesn't typically speak in the hmm. earthquake, the fire, the hurricane, all those things. He speaks sure. in the still small voice. Yeah. And so giving myself permission to connect with God in the way that I'm able to connect best with him, and that's through movement, has just been revolutionary. And through that, I think that's the way I was able to survive this season and come out of it thriving uh, instead of of just facing that reality that that this was as good as it was going to get. Yeah,
1: it's it, it's interesting. I I, I was at a, an event over here in the UK and uh, it was a Church of England event, which is the church in our local area. And it was a what's called a bishop's supper. So it's a, it's a real privilege to have somebody who's quite... Yeah, in, a, in, a, in a ranking in the church here in the UK invite you into his home for supper there was about 100 people there and him him and his wife and some interns serve you supper and then we have contemporary prayer and worship after which was amazing uh, and I gave a testimony uh, which I asked if I could do at that event that uh, I'd since been at some of these I had discovered I would got to look at for God in every moment and you know i i always pray when i'm walking around doing the horses in the morning uh, like you it's a very quiet time but actually i've realized that uh, as as a business owner and somebody who has so much noise going off uh, sometimes i have to grab those five minutes in between so i try and look for god in every moment i bring him into every moment every think decision even to the point and i'll share this uh, with you eric and as recovering triathlete, you'll perhaps understand a little bit because it is about motion. Uh, I, I love my uh, exercise bike. I've got an exercise bike and I've got a Peloton app and I love doing my spinning to, to that. And I'd just been to one of these events and I thought, I wonder where God is in this? And I just searched and they do gospel rides. So, you can, so now I actually go onto my Peloton app and I listen to this guy giving me exercise on a bike, listening to gospel music and having that prayer. And the the motion of being on the bike adds something to that prayer as well. It's like it's, there, there's an element of connection. I don't know if you find that with walking or when you're doing the, the triathlon side of it. What do you think about that, that motion side of, you know, bringing it to, to God in prayer?
0: Yeah, I love how you put that because it, it is so powerful. I think there's something about when we're in motion, uh, we're, we're sensing God's creation in a little bit different way. Uh, when I'm, I, I had a friend, I, I take a lot of friends up flying. And so I took a friend up flying and he, uh, and he had this realization as we were flying that I love. Uh, he, he pointed to where his, I showed him where his house was. Hmm. And he said, wow, that's one dot that's super important to me. And then we flew over his place of business. I said, well, that's, and then there's work for you. And he pointed out, he said, that dot's really important to me. And as we looked at that, we thought we, uh, how crazy it is that we see these little dots that are important to us. Yeah. But God sees all the dots. And we were over just yeah. the state of Iowa, a small portion of the state <laughs> of Iowa. And God's got all these dots and he knows how they all connect. And without being up high and in motion, seeing that, it just wouldn't have made sense looking at a map. It was yeah. the whole thing of motion. And I, I agree with you, uh, being in movement, being in God's creation, it, it just is a different way to connect with God. And I love it.
1: Yeah, and I think as you shared there and the listeners, I hope you realize that too as well. Uh, if we pray in the same way, every single day at the same time, yeah you know, that's that's good you know having that that rhythm that uh, you know, that uh, sort of regularity and that consistency, but it only gives us one perspective of god doesn 't it and if you if you look and pray to God in different perspectives, the view that you get the dot uh, how important it is to you is, is incredible isn 't it and we need that different perspective as well don't we so yeah I love that that 's a great story so thinking about something that's perhaps happened recently to you, either in the coaching business, the speaking business, or in dentistry. What would you like to share with listeners where you perhaps have dealt with it differently uh, as a Christian? Because I think we all face that choice of, do I deal with it as a business owner and how business expects me, or do I deal with it and how do I deal with it differently in my faith and my following of Jesus? Give us an example of that.
0: I think a lot of times in business, uh, our relationships with our team members can be pretty black and white, especially when you're the leader, when you're the boss. And there is a, quote, business way, I would say, of relating to people. And then there is a, uh, a Christian worldview way of relating to people. So if there's a conversation I have to have with one of my team members, especially if it's a sort of a dis- disciplinary or uh, criticism type i have to approach that at least in my heart i have to approach that as you know what else is going on what's the bigger picture here what else is how is this person hurting what's the reason for them not showing up on time what's the reason for them being reactive uh what's what's going on here and and how can we understand the whole person and what they really need as opposed to this was the action this is the consequence that we need to do so when when people are comfortable with it i'm more than happy to pray for my team team members i'm more than happy to pray for my patients i actually love praying for my patients and i've i've been a dentist for 21 years so and i've been the same dentist for some people for 21 years so when they come in and something is off with them uh I know it, and I'm not yeah. afraid to ask that question, how are you really doing, what's going on? And then to be able to encourage them. So we have these conversations all the time. Basically, how would you go through this if you didn't have faith? Mm-hmm. And it just changes how you do, how you do everything. And so my, my hope is always in those conversations that we can walk away. With some encouragement for my team member, even if it's a tough circumstance and we have to have a tough conversation, I want them to walk away with some encouragement, so they're not just hanging their head, and that they're walking away feeling uh, feeling good about themselves and good about the future. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, I, and we'll we'll come back to encouragement in the, in the final question. So, if if you were to give the listeners um, one tip or one lesson from your experience of being in business as a Christian? What what would you share with the listeners today?
0: Yeah, and it's a little bit of what you touched on, uh, Simon, earlier. Don't just say it. So I, I'm not a big fan of the street corner evangelist, uh, mm-hmm. especially the ones that call down hell and brimstone. I don't think anybody <laughs> yes. is getting a favorable view of Christian from of Christians, of somebody who's standing on a street corner just saying, you're going to hell and all of those things. People are going to definitely forget what we say, but they're not going to forget how we made them them feel. Mm -hmm. So being in relationships with people, uh, sharing sharing with people the love of Christ, but not necessarily always saying why you're treating them the way you're treating them. They're going to catch on. Yeah. They're going to understand that there's something different about you. But for a lot of people, as soon as we say Jesus or as soon as we say God, there's so much baggage that they have from a past incidents in the church or a Christian yeah. that's claimed to be a Christian and hasn't acted like it around them, uh, that we're just called to love people uh, and yeah. and to uh, to use words if necessary. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's a, that's a huge encouragement because we don't have to have all the answers, but uh, Jesus was all about love and that's what we're supposed to be.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and that's, that's so true. We're, ju- we're just watching uh, in our village study group, The Chosen, and that definitely comes out in that, that film series, TV series as, as it is. And, and I think, Eric, you, you've touched on something very important there that I think as business people, we lead with our mouth very often Uh, and I think you've given us a great, great tip there to to look at our behavior and how we make people feel Uh, because if our actions don't make people feel the way that we would expect, then we have to have a look at that. So yeah, I think that's a a great tip, I really love that. So I've got to ask the question before going to the final, very final question. What is a recovering triathlete? (laughs) I'm not a triathlete. Yeah, I mean, we and can, I don't do running, so I'm I'm intrigued.
0: Yeah, so I I love to to have that on there because it always sparks a conversation, <laughs> and sure. really, this story could be a whole podcast, but I'll try <laughs> to I'll try to keep it brief. When I was younger, in my uh, formative years in elementary school, I was bullied quite a bit, and and people don't understand that when they look at me, I'm. I'm six, six foot five, uh, I'm athletic and have accomplished a lot of things. A lot, a lot of that was born of being on the recess playground at lunchtime in school and being told that I couldn't participate in the lunchtime sports because I wasn't good enough. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was a little rough around the edges when I was younger, a little husky. And uh, it, it's one thing to get picked last, it's another thing mm. to not get picked at all. Yeah. And so the way that my second, third, fourth, fifth grade self dealt with that is I decided that I was going to be so good at everything that nobody would not pick me, that I was going to be good enough. Yeah. And so I overcompensated in everything that I did. It wasn't okay that I was good enough. I had to be the best. So I started running, Uh, I used to hate running. Like the day that I ran, we'd have to run a mile in school. I wouldn't sleep the night before that. Hmm. But in college I picked up running and then uh, a 5K wasn't enough, a 10K wasn't enough, A marathon wasn't even enough. So I started doing triathlon and I did triathlon up to the Ironman distance. And when I completed uh, my second Ironman race, I crossed the finish line and it was so empty and hollow. And I had been training up to 20 to 24 hours a week in addition to my full-time job and trying to be a dad and coach my kids in sports. And I realized at that point that I really didn't know why I was doing triathlon. I really didn't. It just felt like the next bigger thing that I had to do yeah. And I decided at that point that uh, I was done at least with that distance of triathlon. So I did a few more races after that. But for the most part, I've, I've given that up because the amount of time and the amount of sacrifice wasn't worth crossing the finish line. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's a good story. So now I understand that. Thank you for sharing that. So uh, if if you were to leave us... Uh, with, with any encouragement before we finish off with a prayer, what, would you, uh, what kind of words would you offer to the listeners and perhaps to myself and even to yourself, to, to any Christian that's in business at the moment on their journey uh, of faith and business?
0: Yeah, I think a really dangerous thing we can do, and I think we have an adversary in this life that tries to tell us we're never good enough and that somebody's doing it better than we are. Hmm. So it's easy to look at somebody else's faith journey because that's what it is. It's all a journey and say, see that they're maybe further up the mountain than we are or further along in the journey that we are. And we can feel shame and guilt because of that. Yeah. I think it's important to wake up each morning and give the day to God and tell him that you want his will to be done and that you're ready to partner with him in whatever he wants to do. But then also to look at our day and say, what is one thing we can do to take a 1% step forward to step towards God today? What is one thing that we can do in our life to get 1% closer to God? And maybe that's a pause or maybe that's a, a just trying to notice him more throughout our day, like you were talking about, Simon, to give our whole day to him. Because we won't bridge the gap between where we're at and where that other person is at in a day, and we shouldn't have to do it anyway. Our journey is our journey, so how can we get 1% closer to God each day? So if we do that, over time, that compounds, and all of a sudden, down the road, we're gonna find ourselves in much deeper fellowship with God, and it's gonna be a really beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah,
1: some some great words there, yeah, and you know, I think you know we've gotta be so grateful that we can take that one percent step Yeah, i don't know listeners if you heard there but you know ambulance was just going by just by the office there and potentially for somebody they've lost the chance to take that one percent step tomorrow or even today so you know we have to to do that whilst we can don't we because that's what we're called to do so yeah absolutely shall we before we wrap it up shall we close with a prayer
0: yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to take that prayer if that's okay with you. That that would be
1: an absolute pleasure.
0: Thanks, Eric. All right. Father God, I don't believe that it's an accident that we are all here, uh, that Simon and I are here recording this today. And God, I just pray a blessing over everyone who listens to this, God, that this would be a moment of encouragement for them, a moment of your joy along the journey. God, and I pray that we would all be encouraged to have a good ripple effect, God, Mm -hmm. to love people well in our businesses and in our personal lives to develop great relationships and to be willing to ask those questions of how people are really doing and to step into that relationship and see where you would lead. God, we thank you that we are not responsible for the results, that you are so good at the results. And if people are in a tough season, God, I pray that they would stay the course, keep putting one foot in front of the other and wait for that day where they will see how you have redeemed it, God. So I thank you for this time. Uh, I pray a blessing over Simon and his ministry. I pray pray a blessing over all of you who are listening and your families. Uh, May you be light in this world that needs to see Jesus. So we thank you that you love us, God. We pray that we would take a step towards you today and every day of our lives. In your great name we pray, amen. Amen, thank you.
1: And listeners, I think there's a couple of key things to take away. And I love the way that the triathlete not being good enough and the way you shared that story with us, Eric, was so important to the words of encouragement as well. And also the fact that many of us strive to be good enough, because we don't feel in business we're good enough, we don't feel in our lives that we're good enough, but we know, as Eric said, when we're in that plane, we're just one small spot, but to God, we're always good enough. You know, he always sees us as that spot that is you know, glorious in his sight, and we need to do the best that we can be, not for ourselves, but for, for his glory. So thank you so much for sharing that. Listeners, leave us a review subscribe to this podcast so you get uh, access to other episodes as they come and most importantly go out there today and make that one percent step and let us know what difference that's made to you or perhaps to somebody else as well and thank you for being such a great guest it's been an absolute pleasure no accident
0: indeed thanks for having me simon it's been a great way to start my day We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Business as a Christian podcast. Please subscribe so you don't miss upcoming episodes and be sure to leave us a review. Thanks for listening.